somebody somewhere in this world is planning a funeral. But thank God we still have the blood running warm in our veins. Second Timothy is very powerful. Second Timothy chapter 3. I want to focus a little bit on that because you need to know something in this walk of life that every day won't be Sunday morning glory. Everybody won't speak to you. Everybody won't have kind and nice words to say to you. I'm not talking about the people in the world. I'm talking about the people in the church. And the people in your own home. But it's nothing strange and it's nothing new to us because God had already told us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. uh, Verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, Verse 11 says, persecutions, affliction, which came unto me at Antioch in Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. And he says something very powerful here. The apostle says, yea, in all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer what? Persecution. First Corinthians, if you will. And so if you're living godly, you're going to suffer. There's no way around it, no way under it, no way over it. You got to suffer some type of persecution. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 15, if you will. Let's us know how important our memory is. Our memory is. Let's us know how important it is to pay attention in church when God is speaking. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in verse 1, listen to the Bible as it speaks. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are what? Saved. How is this? If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. The apostle says here that ye are saved if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you. And I don't know about you, but every once in a while, the clouds begin to hang low. Can't see my way, but I have to keep in memory the things which was preached, hallelujah, unto me. For I have delivered unto you first all that which I have received, how that Christ died uh, for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the wet day according to what? And see, wasn't nothing wrong with our math, but we were just taught wrong. (laughs) 
We was able to read and everything, but because we was taught wrong, had us thinking that he got up on a Sunday. How do you get three days, hallelujah, from a Friday to a Sunday? Wasn't nothing wrong with our math. We knew how to count, but we were just taught wrong. But now we got a revelation of the word of God and how that Christ died, not according to what man say, but according to the book, hallelujah. I thank God for the book. Over there in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1, Apostle Paul declares, this is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. And if we be honest, there were and are some hard things within the pages of life to comprehend, to grasp, to understand, to lay hold on. If we be honest, we have heard something that was quite difficult uh, for us to hear. And the Bible declares that to whom much is given, much is required. The more that you know, the more that you are held accountable. Hallelujah. At first, some things, when you heard it, it just didn't make sense. If you be honest. Tradition had us thinking that, hallelujah, what we thought and what we knew was correct, but in actuality, it was incorrect the whole time. Tradition had us thinking that it was okay to celebrate Easter. And if you think about it now that we're much wiser and our eyes are open, you can look back at it now and realize that a bunny has nothing to do with laying eggs. But tradition will have us to believe that a rabbit can actually lay eggs. Tradition in the church had us thinking that celebrating Christmas and putting up Christmas lights was all right. And I don't know about you, but I love to receive gifts. That was a hard one for me. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me this morning. But when I heard the truth, hallelujah, I wrestled with it for a minute, but if I wanted to be saved and do it the Bible way, I had to let the Christmas tree go. Hallelujah. Tradition had us messed up. And in the Bible, we find that words have deeper meaning than what appears on the surface. And as it was then, so it is now. You can read and not understand. You can see and hear, however, your understanding has to be opened up. You can't hear, see, taste, and feel, or know the things of God without a preacher. Not just any preacher, not just any teacher, not just any pastor or apostle, not just any bishop or elder, because the Bible says, not a novice, blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant and sober. I don't know if you know it or not, but you got a lot of drunk bishops out there. Also says of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. And that knocks out half of the so-called bishops in the world today. The Bible declares that I would give you pastors after my own heart. Not a greedy wolf that destroys and scatters the sheep. When you do it the Bible way, your leader would be a sent or set man, not a highland, hallelujah, but a shepherd. And oh yeah, there's a different, there, there's different types of preachers. Because you have weak preachers. 
You have lazy preachers. You have crooked preachers. You have faggot preachers. You have Pentecostal playboys. You have people pleasers. But give me a straight preacher, hallelujah. Give me a preacher of righteousness, hallelujah, that's sent from God, that has a relationship with God, that when he speaks, it makes me feel uncomfortable. When he speaks, sin no longer sounds good, feels good, or tastes good. When he speaks, sin no longer smells good. Give me a preacher that's still standing and holding on to this apostolic doctrine. That's not afraid to say there's only one way to God. Give me a preacher that's not, hallelujah, scared to teach and preach this apostolic truth. Give me a preacher that not only teach and preach, but can explain what he's teaching and preaching. Give me a preacher that's not afraid to say I'm apostolic through the bone. Give me a preacher that understands Acts 2 and 38, Ephesians 4 and 5, Acts 2 and 47, and Romans 8 and 9. Give me that type of preacher. Give me a preacher that cares about my soul and not what's in my wallet. Give me a preacher that cares about my salvation and not just about what's in your pocketbook. Give me a preacher that preaches the truth and not some feel-good message. Don't tell me I can have what I want to have, buy what I want to buy. Don't tell me I can drive what I want to drive when my life is messed up and my soul is in danger. Preach me out of hell. Hallelujah. Give me a preacher that will pull me out of the fire that'll tell me to repent and get it right before it's too late. I came in drunk, but I left sober. This apostolic preacher snatched you out of the club, snatched that liquor out of your hand. This apostolic preacher made you put down the reefer in the crack pipe. This apostolic preacher caused your dress to become longer and looser. This great doctrine made you stop dancing for dollars and started dancing for Jesus. This great doctrine taught me how to script the right way, which is the Bible way. You ought to tell somebody if you want to make it to heaven, you better learn how to take it off. Hallelujah. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said, I want you to tell somebody if you want to make it to heaven, you better learn how to take it off, baby. Well, preacher, what you mean? What, what do I have to take off? You better learn how to take off gossiping. You better learn how to take off lying and cheating, fornicating and adultery and stealing. You better learn how to take it off if you want to make it to heaven. Yes, I'm still scripting, baby. You better learn how to take it off. Disobedience and adultery. You better learn how to take it off. If you want to make it to heaven, that old man, you got to take him off. And when I was in the world, 
They used to ask me, what's in your cup? Hallelujah. And if I be honest, it could have been Hennessy. If I be honest, it could have been Jen, that naughty head, that mad dog, 2020. If I be honest, it could have been some Christian brothers. Hallelujah. And I don't have to sip what's in my cup today because I can drink it all. Hallelujah. What's in my cup today is the blood. Nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. And if you don't mind, you ought to tell somebody, I got it, I got it, I got it. I came by to tell the dying world, save yourself from this own taught generation. Stop searching for fame and fortune, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You don't have to have a Bentley or a Bugatti. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You don't need a two-story house on the hill. Baby, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you don't need steak and lobster every night. You need the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need to ride around town and search for the cheapest buffet. The table of the Lord is spread. You don't need a shotgun or AR-15. What you need is 66 books in your heart and in your mind. You ought to tell somebody, I got it, I got it, I got it. And while we at it, if you don't mind, I need you to tell somebody this ain't Chinese. Tell them it ain't Chinese. Tell them again, it ain't Chinese. Tell them it's Jesus. Tell them again, it ain't Chinese. Tell them it's Jesus. You don't need a manicure. Hallelujah. Let the word of God wash you. Let the word of God cleanse you. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of his mouth, that defileth a man. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, he shall receive the blessing. You don't need a pedicure. You don't need your toes done. Help me, Holy Ghost. Take your shoes off. Take your socks off. Take your stockings off. This ain't for you to look good. This is part of your salvation. You need your feet washed by the saints of God. This is a big church. But we ain't too big or too educated. Not to wash one another's feet. Thank God for this doctrine. Pulled you out of the dope house and put you in the church house. And I don't care where the house of the mayor is located at. And I don't care how big the governor's mansion is. And I don't care about the president house being white. And I don't care about the house of representatives. I just want to be in God's house. 
Thank God for this doctrine. It taught me how to hold on to heaven while going through hell living down here. And what you ashamed of, you apostolic. You don't need a thousand dollar suit or a hundred dollar pair of shoes. You apostolic. Hallelujah. You don't need a ring on every finger and five chains around your neck in order to feel good. Brother, you apostolic. The world wants what you have. Hallelujah. And sometimes, well, let me tell you this. You will never fit in. You wasn't made to fit in. Hallelujah. You wasn't made to fit in. You got to love yourself and know that you're beautiful. Hallelujah. You're beautiful without a mini skirt. You're beautiful without a short dress. You're beautiful without any makeup. Baby, you are apostolic. Hallelujah. You know, this doctrine is good. It's so great that it teaches you Brother, you don't need a hoochie mama. You need a holy woman. You need a woman, hallelujah, that knows how to fall down and get a prayer through. You don't need a woman that knows how to drop it like it's hot. I want to know, can you get down on your knees and reach heaven for me when I'm going through? Hallelujah. You apostolic. Luke. Chapter 24. I'm not ashamed of this great doctrine. You ought to tell somebody, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hallelujah. No, sir, I'm not ashamed of this great doctrine. When I was in school, and I'm still in school now, they took a degree from me and said because I didn't take Greek, I couldn't get my degree. I can understand that, but that was a lie. Because there was five other brothers that was in that same class with me that didn't take Greek neither. And you gave them their degree. And so I had to think about it. What I did to this professor that made him upset with me. And towards the end of, la of that last year, they gave me a chance to speak. And when they gave me a chance to speak, I stood before the class and I told them the devils believe. And so salvation is more than just believing. And then I told them, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. The Father, the Son, that's all titles. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name. And I told them, you got to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The professor, he stood up and he said, he don't know what he's talking about, but he didn't lie. And as soon as he said that, 
I stood back up and said, I can be here all night. I got Bible to back me up. Nobody said nothing. And I continued on. And then I began to tell them. I said, you know, I really love my daddy. He passed on. Transitioned. My granddaddy, my grandma, I said, I love them. They going on now. And I say, but you know what? I don't want to see none of them. Uh-oh. Just like it's quiet in here now, that's how I was in that classroom. I told them, I want to see the man that died for me. Hallelujah. I don't want to see Abraham. I don't want to see Jacob. I don't want to see Isaac. I don't want to see Moses. I want to see Jesus. Hallelujah. And they got mad at me. And I didn't receive my degree. <laughs> I went to another college and got two more degrees. <laughs> As I alluded to earlier, and I'm closing, you need a man of God. Don't think that you can do this by yourself. The apostles was with Jesus for three and a half years, and he had to come back and explain some stuff to them that he had already went over. In other words, he had to open up their understanding. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 24, if you will. Luke chapter 24. And verse 44. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Acts chapter 8. We find another great example of the fact that you can have the ability to read. And just because you can read, that does not mean that you understand what it is that you're reading. Acts chapter 8, if you will. Hallelujah. In verse 29, then the Spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Acts chapter 9 and verse 4. And I have one more and I'm through. Acts chapter 9. In verse 4, listen to the Bible as it speaks. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, 
why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished, saying, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. This is the apostle that referred to himself as one being born out of time. Out of time. Here he is having a conversation with God. God could have easily told him right there what it is that he's supposed to do. But God, knowing the order of God, that we all need somebody, that we all need each other, that's why fellowship is so important. You can't get in a corner by yourself and say, well, I'm just going to come to church and go straight home. No. You, we have the fellowship with one another. That's the way God designed it. That's why he didn't leave Adam by himself. Hallelujah. But he told him, I got a great work for you, but just to keep you humble, I'm going to send you to another man to get instructions on what you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 22, and I'm through. We find this great apostle going to another man after having a conversation with God and receiving directions. Acts chapter 22 and verse 10, listen to the Bible as it speaks. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, arise and go into Damascus and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus, and one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. In the same hour I looked up upon him, and he said, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will, and see that just one, and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be witnesses unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Everybody standing. Hallelujah. Even though he was a great man and heard the voice of God, God was talking with him. They was involved in a dialogue. God still sent him to another man to get what he needs. I don't care how much education you receive in your life. I don't care how many degrees you obtain, how much money you get, how popular you become. You're going to always need somebody. You're going to always need a man of God in your life. Grab somebody by the hand, if you will. Hallelujah.
And once again, I want you to pray. Pray for one another. We look good on the outside. We have mastered that. But deep down inside, some of us are hurting. And we had to make it here. For some of us, it was a life or death situation. Our soul was hanging in the balance. Church of God, the Bible is all I know. And I don't want to know nothing else. This is all we got. Don't let the devil trick you out of the church. Hallelujah. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. And intercede for him. Your very prayer could be the prayer that is needed to keep them from committing suicide. To keep them from giving up on God. Hallelujah. Pray for the sons and pray for the daughters. Pray that they get a stronger relationship with God. Hallelujah. God, if there's any sick among us, I ask that you heal. If there's any bound, I ask that you make free. Keep your people. Keep your people, God. Have mercy on them, Lord. Let us all lay a hold of this great doctrine and not be ashamed. Hallelujah. But feel good about being apostolic. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.